Welcome to another episode of the Alter Your Health Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, hello and welcome. We value your time and energy and hope you receive a lot from tuning in. As a listener-supported show, we rely on you to help us grow. We'd be so grateful if you share the show or a favorite episode with a friend or fellow health seeker. Living a healthy and nourishing life doesn't always come easily, especially in today's crazy world. But that's why we're here, doing what we love, hopefully helping you along with information and inspiration that fuels your health pursuits. If you're looking for more support, consider subscribing to the monthly Meal Guide membership. Just $11 per month gets you access to a weekly meal guide filled with healing and delicious whole food plant-based recipes, along with invitations to our regularly scheduled support calls where we can connect, answer questions, and keep the good vibes flowing in our healthy lives. You can learn more at www.alter.health slash meal dash guides. And if you're looking for more in-depth support, check out our other services. We offer both one-on-one consulting as well as educational programs. All of our current offerings are listed at www.alter.health. Our ultimate goal is to empower you to heal yourself. Keeping with that theme, let's dive into today's show. Welcome, to, welcome back to another episode of Alter Your Health Live. This is our second week of our live Alter Your Health episode, and it's your source of information and inspiration to promote the holistic transformation of your health and the health of our planet, as always. That's what we're doing here, and as usual on these live episodes, I am accompanied by Dr. Susanna. And Dr. Susanna and I are going to be diving into thoughts. Yes. Well, that's right. To fill you in on what we talked about last week, we were talking about the five determinants of health, um, which are kind of the building blocks of creating a really strong foundation uh, to living a healthy lifestyle. So we talked about air, water, and food. And today we're talking about the fourth, which is thoughts. Thoughts, which is really super duper, super duper important. I kind of had the idea of grouping thoughts and relationships kind of into one episode, one conversation. But I thought that thoughts plus <laughs> relationships would be a lot to cover in like 20 minutes because we are, you know, trying to keep these to a 20, 25 minute uh, conversation. Mm-hmm. So we're going right into thoughts. Yes. And Susanna is an expert thinker. She's got a big, smart <laughs> <we all> brain. <laughs> so um, she's going to kind of lead us off in how thoughts and the power of thinking can be influ- so influential in health. Yes. And so I actually, I wrote a blog post this week. Um, you can find it on our website. And it's called Thinking My Way to Health. And in that blog post, I talk a little bit about my own healing struggles and journeys uh, when I was in undergraduate, uh, when I was in college. And I, um, so I'll just, I'll just kind of sum up my learnings from, from that time uh, for you all listening today. I was in college, I was um, what most naturopaths would diagnose as SIBO uh, and also uh, I had chronic joint pain in most of the the major joints in my body, and um, conventional medicine was failing me. They weren't able to find out anything that was wrong, 
So I turned to a holistic practitioner who told me that basically the issue was my diet and lifestyle. And he gave me a therapeutic diet to follow. And it was a really restrictive therapeutic diet. But I was like totally on board and gung-ho. And I did everything that he told me to do to a T. And on top of that, I just went above and beyond and started reading every health book I could on the topic of gut healing and, um, you know, every aspect in my lifestyle, I made sure that it was supportive to my healing process. So I would go to sleep early. I would um, make sure my exercise was just the right amount of movement, not too much, not too little. I, um, ah, gosh, I was, I was doing everything to the point that I was actually, um, I was starting to, starting to actually isolate myself from my friends. And um, I kind of embraced this idea of me being sick and me being ill. And I would decline invitations to go out to dinner or to go out to a concert. I stopped doing all the activities I like to do, like um, even rock climbing and yoga. And because um, I saw them as things that were getting in the way of my healing process. So throughout this whole time, the thoughts that were going in my head were, I'm sick, I can't do this. And also a lot of obsessive thoughts like, oh my gosh, I um, this food isn't on the okay list for me to eat, so I need to avoid it. And pretty much all the thoughts were really, they're really negative. They weren't, they weren't supporting the overall uh, healing process that I was going through. Um, so what helped me kind of break out of this negative um, mental spiral was actually a trip I took to Portland, Oregon, where I was visiting um, the natural, the natural, the National University of Natural Medicine, the school that we both go to or graduated from, and um, it was my first time to Portland, and I was seeing this awesome new city and getting so excited about moving to this new place, and um, I started feeling actually really sad. The the more I observed the city, I started feeling sad that oh, I can't, I can't partake in what the city has to offer because I'm sick. Uh, I can't go hiking. I can't enjoy all the delicious farm-to-table food. Um, and I felt really trapped in, in my illness or my, my sick state. Um, and as I flew home on the airplane that night, I had an epiphany. And this voice, clear as day, came into my mind and said, Susanna, like, you've healed. You've, you've been doing all that you need to do for, like, a year and a half or two years. Um, you've, been, you've been doing all the right dietary recommendations, taking care of your physical body, and um, really the only thing that's getting in the way of your healing process at this point is not the lack of any physical thing that you're doing, but it's more in your mental sphere and um, it's the state of stress that you're putting yourself in over doing the right thing. And, um, and I realized, like, oh, yeah, how, how can I expect my body to heal if there's a constant stream of cortisol 
rushing throughout my body. And, um, and in that moment, it also became clear to me that the remedy for that was to just let go of all of those obsessive thoughts. And, um, so, I mean, I didn't, I didn't like go crazy after that. I didn't, you know, start eating a bunch of junk food and everything like that, but I really did, uh, loosen the reins and started to enjoy life a little bit more. I um, started eating still really good nutritious foods, but ones that weren't on uh, the therapeutic diet, and uh, started going out with my friends more, and started uh, getting back into all the activities that I love doing, and uh, lo and behold, I really did um, fully heal. I think, you know, throughout the therapeutic diet I was on, I was um, healing to a certain extent, then I plateaued, but, but dealing with these, with the mental aspect helped me to get beyond the plateau and fully heal. So <laughs> that made me realize how powerful the mind is, because in that moment, it was almost as if I just declared myself healed and and then I really did heal. <laughs> yeah, that, so. that's a powerful story. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. And, you know, it leads me to comment that I often think about thoughts in terms of mental health. You know, it's like there's kind of anxiety, states of anxiety and depression and all other kind of mental health issues that we kind of deal with to some degree a lot of us over the course of our lives but what you're talking about Susanna is your physical health Mm -hmm. you're talking about the thoughts influencing your physical health because obviously the the thoughts influence our mental health but you're talking about these thinking patterns and these kind of stressful thinking um, directly impacting your physical health Mm -hmm. exactly yeah And I mean, there's actually a lot of research out there even showing, especially in the cardiovascular field, that a state of stress is uh, a state of chronic stress is linked to higher risks of cardiovascular events and certainly hypertension. And so um, that that link is being studied and being seen in the research, which is really cool. Um, But there's there's so much more that's going on between the mind and the body that you know, that hasn't been studied at this point. So, yeah, you know, it's, it hasn't been studied, but we all kind of know it and we all kind of feel it. Mm -hmm. And, and all of these studies are kind of interesting and everyone, when, when they become published and out in common knowledge, um, it's like, well, of course, you know, of course. So I don't necessarily like to wait for the studies to come out to show me that something is good or not. Um, but yeah, so Susanna, how do you today, how t- do you relate to the whole realm of thoughts mm-hmm. directing and how, how, the, how is that relationship now today, thoughts and physical health mm-hmm. or overall health? Yeah, well, I, it, what's important to make clear is that, um, that it's not as simple if, if, so, if someone's in a state of illness or disease, it's not as simple as just saying, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to think 
that I'm healed now and then you'll be healed. I think in my situation, it was unique because I had already really fully addressed the physical aspect and the only piece left was the mental aspect that needed to to really be healed. Yeah, and I think that it's also like a continuous dance, Mm -hmm. a continuous walk and you're kind of doing both simultaneously together. You don't let go of the physical and dive all into the mental thought sphere and vice versa. You don't let go of your mind and just take care of yourself physically because Mm -hmm. you kind of struggle with the chronic mental stress. Um, Yeah. So, so it's kind of, you're, you're doing both. Yeah. Engaging in both. Well, yeah. And, and just, um, I'm, I mean, we talk about it all the time, but just how our philosophy on health and holistic health is so multifactorial. It's, uh, there's, there's a physical component, a mental component, emotional component, and a spiritual component. And so, um, in any moment, whether you are feeling just vibrantly healthy or if you're struggling with illness, uh, these are kind of the four layers that um, it's, it's good to constantly bring your awareness to and, and check in to see, you know, how, how am I feeling on these four, four levels? So. Totally. Yeah. But yeah, I guess to dive more into the thinking realm, which is today's topic, um, both Benjamin and I also have a background in spiritual psychology and um, have been diving into another field of study called the three principles lately, um, which really bolsters our, um, our work in naturopathic medicine. And so, Ben, how would you say three principles has, or your background in spiritual psychology has really kind of um, helped you to to think about this mental aspect of health. Oh boy. Oh my (laughs) gosh. Um, Well, I've always said since I kind of dove into my study of spiritual psychology and the, you know, the experiential education that that offered me, my life has forever been totally transformed all aspects, including, including the way that I look at health. So the way that I look at health is really, and the way that I look at the healing process is really the way that I look at life. And I think that the underlying uh, principle in that is just knowing, not thinking, but knowing that every experience that I encounter in my health, in my life, um, all of the struggles, even when I want to you know, break windows and throw um, the computer through this, through the, uh, wall. Um, all of these things are, you know, I'm encountering them for me. It's, they're all opportunities. Um, these issues are not obstacles. They're, they're opportunities. They're stepping stones to greater health, to greater well-being. And similarly, these symptoms, these pathologies, these diagnoses that we may encounter over the course of our lives, they're not, obstacles they might be they might be struggles and they might be difficult times but they're opportunities and um i think maintaining that awareness is really a powerful place to come from you know first and foremost and um so that really dictates how i think about things right if i'm if i think about things as being opportunities then you know i kind of relax naturally I naturally relax when they're when I'm not 
up against the wall, struggling, struggling. You know, I'm naturally in a state of acceptance, naturally in a state of surrender. And on the other side of these kind of challenging opportunities, I naturally um, reach a state of gratitude and love and um, just, you know, these, you know, abundant positive feelings that I think it's all about. Mm-hmm. Right. And then from those positive thoughts and feelings comes, if we tie this into the physical aspect from those thoughts all sorts of beneficial hormones oh yeah flood the system and put your body into a state of relaxation mm-hmm. and that's when when the body can really heal um mm-hmm. yeah and it's inter- interesting that even the stressful hormones even the cortisol and even the adrenaline these hormones are also um beneficial for the body you know we always talk about you know, chronic elevations in cortisol and adrenaline, degrading the immune system and all sorts of things. But in, in acute phases, the chronic stress response is totally life-saving. I mean, we know this historically, of course, the whole, you know, running from the tiger, running from the tiger kind of thing. But even like in more mundane day-to-day situations, like, you know, you wake up late and like you sleep, you sleep in and you don't, your alarm doesn't wake you up and you're late for class. You're going to jump out of bed and like run out the door and catch the bus and make it to work, you know? And that is largely due to cortisol. And then once you're on the bus, once you're at work, you can breathe and you can allow that to come back and you can, you know, give gratitude to the body, to the physiology, to the whole incredible being that you are for meeting that challenge and then you know and then once you're on the other side of it you're in a more kind of whole integrated state Mm -hmm. you know in my in my opinion right yeah so it's not it's not just about avoiding stress states no if i if i wanted to avoid stressful states i would not be here not be in with technology even though it's it's fun but it's (laughs) it's just it's a stress for me i would be you know, in a cave with all my yogi friends in, uh, you know, deep in the Himalayas in India. You know, that's what I'd be doing. (laughs) (laughs) If I wanted to avoid this, this stuff. Um, So yeah, it's not about running away from the thoughts or the stress. It's about relating to it in a healthy, friendly kind of way. Certainly. And um, well, one thing I, I do want to touch on before we say before we say goodbye for now for, for now this, for this week <laughs> is that um, you are actually a lot more powerful than you know in terms Me? of well I'm talking to everyone <laughs> now who's listening in terms of um, what's happening in your mental realm because um, yeah. I mean one, one thing that's that's true is that we can't control the thoughts that come into our our minds it's like weather we can't control the weather however one thing that we are always in that we can always be in control of is choosing how we respond to those thoughts that come in and we can either take those thoughts seriously and if they're negative thoughts like you know just be swept up into the whole negative spiral that that is and then 
you know, follow that into whatever negative mood it'll bring you in. Or you can actually choose to just see them as thoughts, to not take them seriously, which to me, this was a completely novel idea. And when you do that, it actually creates a lot of space for you to use your creativity to see the, the situation or whatever, you know, whatever the stressor is in a different, in a, from a different perspective and one that actually serves you and supports your overall health. And, um, could you give an example, Suzanne? Yeah. Yeah. An example. Well, I guess the example from the story that I told earlier was that, um, I was, I was seeing my situation from one perspective and that was that I'm sick. I need to follow all of these recommendations in order to get better. Um, this is the only thing that's going to make me get better. And then, when I, you know, had a, like a moment of peace on the airplane and just wasn't, wasn't constantly thinking about those negative thoughts, I, I actually did kind of have a moment of insight, um, which happens every now and then, which is a blessing. Um, but in came this other perspective of, you know, there's this other way. Maybe, you know, maybe it's not about following all these recommendations that you've been doing down to the T. Um, but maybe, you know, there's another way, basically, you know. And um, in that moment, I didn't have the awareness to say, like, oh, I'm not going to take these negative thoughts seriously because that was, you know, several years ago. Um, but I could. I could have. But it, but it sounds like you did. It, to some extent, you loosened, like, the... I always kind of think of these thoughts as being in... You know that we, as Susanna said, we can't really control what comes in, but we can. But I th- like to think of it as almost like a swamp, <laughs> or like it's it's kind of sludgy, and sometimes thoughts get like stuck and kind of sink in, and sometimes they just go through. Mm-hmm. And and similarly, once thoughts are in, um, you know, they might be kind of forming more rigidity in our mental structure. But we can shake things up and let things loose so that they can kind of slide and slide out or evolve or change or drift. Um, And I think that that's a healthy way of of thinking about the mind and thinking about the way that the thinking mind works as is this kind of fluid dynamic entity that we are that we do have some, uh, you know, some level of control over the the um the swampiness of our minds and how sticky it is in there and yeah sometimes i have the experience of these kind of rigid thoughts that have been rigid in my mind for some time maybe months or years or lifetimes like you know i don't know but sometimes i'm like whoa that doesn't seem necessarily that true anymore mm-hmm. it does, yeah. you know that kind of it loosened yeah exactly yeah and yeah, you bring up a good point because sometimes the thoughts that we do carry and hold on to, they they do serve a purpose for a while and they do actually serve us. Like for me, um, in the story I shared, it it those thoughts of like I am going to follow this strict therapeutic diet, it was helpful for me because it did help to heal my 
actual physical digestive issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, as you saw, after an after a year and a half, those rigid thoughts were actually working against me. And right. so it was time for me to just let them go. Yeah, and that comes back to the idea that all of this is kind of happening for a reason. All of even the thoughts, you know, serve some purpose. Even the maybe the nasty negative ones are here for us in some way or another keeping us safe or, or something. I don't know. They've got a purpose. Mm-hmm. So, um the takeaways would be don't take all of your thoughts so darn seriously. I mm-hmm. like I like um remembering that you don't have to believe everything that you think. Mm-hmm. You don't have to grasp on to everything that you think. You can let the thoughts that are scary, that are hurtful, that don't feel good. You can let those pass through. And then in the next moment, which could be like right now or right now or right now, you can choose to hang on to the more positive, uplifting, health-provoking thoughts. Mm -hmm. And that is obviously way, way, way easier said than done. Totally way easier Um, said than done. I mean, yeah. I don't even want to get into where I've been in the the thought world for the last week or so, but um, (laughs) maybe a story for another day. Um, But yeah, on that note, any other takeaways, Dr. Um, Susanna? No other takeaways. I mean, I just, I feel like I should say that once again, we really just kind of skimmed the surface and talked about one aspect of how thoughts influence health. And this is a huge... Yeah. Well, I think that this topic will certainly weave its way into many other things down the road. Yeah. Um, So if you did, you know, enjoy what we had to say, feel free to leave comments, questions, feedback, and we can um, address those kind of things moving forward in future conversations. So um, wishing you all great health and great success when it comes to your thoughts, your thinking, your relationships which we're not getting into yet but um how you're thinking about yourself how you're thinking about your health how you're thinking about your life you have a lot more power than maybe you would know um you do have the power to choose the thoughts that are present in your mind or the thoughts that you believe and hold on to in any moment so wishing you all peace and love and until next time until next time